You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming sponsored by Making Moves Life Coaching Services. The content of Veterans Affairs Plus does not reflect the views or opinions of Public Radio KUNV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm here with my engineer, producer, director, Mr. West, keeping me on track. Uh, Pleased to be back here. I'm going to talk about, uh, since this is Black History Month, I got a number of individuals. These are uh, Black Fire Service people who have uh, made historical efforts with respect to the fire service. They are now ancestors, and I know that we will not forget the work that they did within our service. So I'm going to call off a number of names, and you may or may not know some of these folks, but these are my fire service colleagues, and some of them are actually veterans or were veterans when they were alive and served our country. I'm going to start off, and again, these are ancestors now, folks who have done tremendous work for the fire service, starting out with a well-known figure in the, in the fire service uh, career professional area, Dr. Carl Holmes. And I don't know if folks remember uh, Danny Williams out of Philadelphia. He was uh, one of the assistant chiefs there and also an EDI uh, instructor. Chief Carla Blue, she was a uh, a curriculum chair for the Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute. She passed away a couple years back in a fatal car accident. Nathan Queens, out of uh, Washington, D.C. Nathan was a a great guy. He did all the the political lobbying for the IABPFF back in the day. Captain Leroy Norwood, who put together our Logistics uh, Department for the Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute. Chief Sherman Carthen, some know him as Jimmy, a great guy who was instrumental in uh, ensuring that our graduation ceremonies uh, had a great MC, which was him, and he did a super job over the years. Uh, Chief Joe Jones out of St. Louis, good brother who did a lot of work for for that department. Uh, Chief James Dixon out of uh, Los Angeles County Fire Department, one of the, I call him the posse members of uh, Chief Herschel Clady, which we'll talk some detail about today. Uh, Chief Bobby Dixon out of Mel Peters. Chief Johnny Crane also out of Mel Peters. They were, again, both, we call them the Blues Brothers. They were EDI instructors back in the day. And then our, one of the key individuals to the Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute was Captain Ron Regan out of Chicago Fire. 
He did so much for our organization, and he is still missed because he did our website, did our newsletter, and a number of other things to keep the Institute on track. Chief Nick Russell, another great guy who did a lot of work for EDI, he ran um, the operations. He was the, the chief of operations for our institute, which is housed at Dillard University, and it's a one-week summer program uh, in New Orleans. Captain Sam Smith, locally here with the uh, Clark County Fire Department, did a tremendous amount of work in terms of preparing people to to enter the fire service, along with another captain, Dave Croston. Both he and Sam did a lot of work uh, with entry-level personnel. Captain Burgess Porter, fire investigator and one of the authors of the uh, retirees uh, regional gathering that we have and have had for the last five years. He had left Las Vegas and was living with his wife, Madaria, in Detroit, Michigan. Captain Theo Adams. Theo was an officer uh, during my tenure as fire chief, and Theo got uh, hurt he became a quadriplegic from an accident that they had, and his mom really took care of him. In fact, he lived many, many years beyond what they say was a lifespan of a paraplegic. Firefighter Benny Scott, an activist from day one entering the fire service with Clark County Fire, um, a, a great guy who was always inspirational and in pushing others to do the very best that they can uh, as we pursue uh, higher-level positions within um, the fire service. Jesse Scott. Um, Jesse Scott was a gentleman who did a lot of work for the organization. He served as president as well for the Clark County Black Firefighters Association. One of my local mentors, Captain Monroe Williams, he, uh, he taught me a lot of things about the fire service and uh, truly missed to this day. James Walker, firefighter, he was, along with Monroe Williams, two of the first black firefighters, as we talk about again, Black History Month. They were the first two for the city of Las Vegas in 1963. Firefighter Dudley Trusty Bino, I'll speak a lot more in detail about him in our next segment. And then we have um, Chief Herschel Clady. Uh, once again, those latter two I will speak a lot more about um, in the next two segments of the show today, the Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5, Jazz and more. A couple of additional folks we missed, uh, Chief A.D. Bell, uh, he was in, uh, one of the early EDI instructors, Chief uh, Roy Geralds out of Orlando, Florida, again, very instrumental in the work that was done at EDI, so... Again, this, these are individuals that I know that did tremendous work. And again, you may not know some of these folks, but I thought it was uh, something that needed to be done to honor them, if only by name and, and brief mention of some of the things that they accomplished. Uh, Winston Miner, he was a former fire chief in the city of Atlanta, did tremendous work there. And firefighter paramedic Crystal Golden, she died um, many years back. She had a little girl. I would imagine I'd love to see her daughter, who she's a young woman. Uh, I would. Uh, I am absolutely certain of that today because it was uh, uh, many years ago, as I mentioned, that Crystal passed away. So once again, I just wanted to, to 
say a few words about these folks who did work to ensure that there was a, a place in this society, particularly in the fire service industry, for people of color, women as well. They did work to ensure that that occurred. So once again, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. And we have uh, another segment that I'll go into to, into some detail about Dudley Trusty Bynum. Good morning. Good morning once again. This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and more. We have uh, our guest today, the former Assemblyman, Mr. Wendell P. Williams, president of the Martin Luther King Committee. And I asked uh, Brother Wendell if he'd come back and just give us a, a brief update and give us uh, just an indication of how did things go during the King Week that was that occurred, as we know, just a few weeks ago. Brother Wendell. Yes, sir. We want to want you to give us a little update. You know, uh, how did the parade go uh, in general? The, uh, the parade went well. You know, we uh, we had some inclement weather, but it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was our forty first annual MLK parade, uh, and this year for the first time, we were the first parade to be broadcast live on network TV, mm-hmm. our local channel 13 broadcasted. And, uh, the good thing about that, because the weather was a little bit shaky at, at, at different times. So right. people had a chance who couldn't get out mm-hmm. to still watch it at home on their own television. Great. But it went, it went really well. Excellent. We had, uh, we had four groups from out of the country mm. and we had, we had about seven or eight groups from out of state. It was a nice parade. Excellent, excellent. So how many entries did you have overall, you call? Uh, we had 126. Okay. We try to keep it at 100 uh-huh. uh, entries because that, take, that takes us about four hours. And our this parade, unlike other parades in town, mm-hmm. it's a birthday celebration. It celebrates Dr. Uh, King's birthday. Right. So people tend to celebrate more mm-hmm. at this parade. Okay. But it was great. Excellent. Now, I know each year you have uh, multiple categories in which you often give trophies or plaques to them. Do you recall uh, some of those categories and, and who won what? Well, this year we didn't judge because Oh, of you the didn't weather. judge? Okay. No, some of them had a chance to perform and some didn't. Uh-huh. So as, as Dr., one of Dr. King's quotes is, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Mm-hmm. So we figured that to judge anyone would be unfair to everyone. So we didn't judge any categories at all. Yeah, well, you know what? That's interesting, and and it makes so much sense because, you know, if everybody don't get to to have the same opportunity, what's the point in, um, I guess, taking someone and say, you know what? Even though you didn't get an opportunity, you know, okay, so what? No, you can't do that. So that was a good. Right. Yeah, that, what did we call it? An audible. You just had to make a change in the middle of the stream right. and do what you got to do. Excellent. And we Excellent. always remind people that even though we judge some categories, some people compete, mm-hmm. but the overall objective of the parade is to celebrate uh, Martin Luther King's birthday. Right. So it's more about him than the groups. Right, right. 
So what's the status and what's going on with those two young folks that you had as uh, and I'm just very interested because it was just so intriguing to me to to find out through you how smart they were. It's just I'm like, man, six and seven, eight years old. Yeah, six and seven years old. We had one young man, uh, Justin. He has his own nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And he's done a lot of great work in the community. One of the more recent projects that he's had mm-hmm. was the uh, to help the uh, the migrants uh, in, in our country. As a matter of fact, he mm-hmm. went to Poland himself and uh, opened a library in Poland. And he's feeding those people in Poland's relatives who live here in Nevada. Mm-hmm. He's he's uh, providing money and food for them. So I mean, it's it's great. Because we focus so much, and we should, on the pioneers who've been around in Las Vegas, who've done great things, such as yourself. You're one of our former grand marshals. Right. Uh, but we also have to look at building our future. I agree, 100%. And as, and, and as I mentioned uh, to you before, we have a lot of participation from the military community. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, and a year before last, because of COVID, schools were closed, mm-hmm. and we didn't have any of the ROTCs in the parade, and it made a it made a big difference. So we were so glad to have them out again. Some of the ROTC units had up to 400 kids in it, and that's a beautiful thing because we celebrate everybody. We celebrate veterans. We celebrate seniors. We celebrate the uh, the those who are. Uh, less fortunate than us, and we right. celebrate our whole, commu- our whole community. Absolutely. So, when the once again, you also talked about you have this uh, the tech tech conference or whatever. Pardon me for butchering what the title is, but please tell our technology. yeah tell our audience about that again because I think it's important that work that you're doing in regards to that. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have our technology summit mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's held at City Hall. We have students who are uh, venturing into technology careers and those who are not, uh, mm-hmm. just who, who are just interested. We have children who participate from around the world. We had some students here from England. Uh, we had some from China and other countries. And those who, who do not attend in person attend virtually. Mm. And then we have students from around uh, the United States. And I'm so pleased that our listeners uh, uh, to tell them today that uh, you yourself helped us to bring some really, really children who were, who really couldn't make it, who were somewhat unfortunate in their travels and in their finances mm-hmm. to come to Las Vegas last year. And you gave us uh, some, some help with that. And this year we had uh, double the amount so we use uh, the resources that we receive from you and others to build uh, a project. So this year we, we didn't have to come to you. We, you know, we, we it's built enough that we provided those opportunities for children around the world. If if I might, I, I want to go back to what you did with respect to some children from your own community. Kind of refresh the memory and the minds of our listening audience. There were some young people you brought into town that otherwise wouldn't have had that opportunity. I, j- I just think it's important to share that again. Yeah, we just mentioned, mentioned those. As I mentioned, we had a lot of help from people such as yourself who who, who are mindful enough to, to do that. Uh, we received a, uh, a grant from the United States Department of Labor to do the technology uh, nationwide. 
And we, I kind of said, hey, you know, let's start in my hometown, which is one of the poorest, one of the poorest parishes and communities in the United States. And I said, we can do it there. We can do it everywhere. So we, we brought those students out to Las Vegas. None of them had flown before. As a matter of fact, a chaperone had never been on a plane. So but we provided experiences for them through technology because technology is the way that the world is going. And to to, to provide uh, opportunities for young people and those who are less fortunate and people who are not so less fortunate, right. that's what the MLK holiday is really all about. Providing opportunities. Great. So in closing remarks, can you just kind of give us an indication of where you are in terms of preparing for next year? And I know you're saying, wait, we just ended. But I know putting on something of that magnitude, the largest parade in the state of Nevada, in fact, maybe in the whole country, it's a lot of work. Well, BET Television is doing a special on the three largest parades in uh, the United States, and we're one of them throughout mm. the spring. Wow. But we have probably had about 20 groups who signed up for next year already. You mentioned mm. next year. <laughs> and Channel 13 is, has, has recommitted themselves to broadcasting next year. Excellent. So it's something that is, that, that's beginning to be a, a favorite opportunity and favorite project that most Nevadans look forward to. And the main thing, we want to include everybody in our community. This Mm -hmm. is no parade for one particular community. It's for everybody. We're so glad the community has embraced it. All right. Former Assemblyman Wendell P. Williams, president of the Martin Luther King Jr. Committee of Las Vegas. My friend, we appreciate the work that you do because I think it puts focus on, again, the community and the community at large, which is a good thing. So, Wendell, thank you so much again. And we look forward to having you back on the air to give us further updates as we move toward number 42 in 2024. How time flies. Thank you, sir. All right. This is Veteran Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. We'll be back on the other side. Good morning once again. This is Veteran Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. In the the first segment, I, I mentioned about this being Black History Month and wanted to acknowledge some of the ancestors, some of those firefighter personnel who did tremendous work within our given communities throughout the United States of America. And I mentioned at the end that uh, I was going to talk in detail about Trusty or Dudley Trusty Bino out of San Jose Fire Department uh, was currently living in Monterey, California and, and transitioned from this earth on Christmas Day, we were told. And I just wanted to, to cover in detail some of the things that I found out about him uh, during his memorial ceremony. And then in the final segment, we will talk about uh, another trailblazer, pioneer, Chief Herschel Clady. Now, back to Trusty. Uh, when we think about him, this is a loving tribute that was put together by his wife. When we think about it, one of the greatest traits of Trusty Bino possessed was the compassion of his heart to be a father figure to many, giving others always what he desired for himself, providing sound advice, encouragement to those who sought out him as an OG, an OG dad. 
And again, I mentioned that he passed away on December 25th at the age of 78. He was called home. And we will be forever changed as a result of this because Trusty, he was such a great man. And he left behind his wife of 58 years, Linda Turner Bino, and their daughter, Nicole Bino, both of Monterey, and a granddaughter, Ruby Rose Bino of Oakland. And again, this guy was such a, a force. And I learned at his memorial, I always wondered why wasn't he an officer? Again, as I introduced, he was a firefighter. And I learned at his memorial from his captain at the time, um, Hispanic gentleman, <clears throat> that Trusty was up to take the captain's test the next day. And that day in particular, he was looking to to whoop the butt of his battalion chief for trying to run a guy off who had done nothing. So as it as it worked itself out, he didn't get to compete for for a captain's job because of him getting himself into trouble. But this is the kind of guy that he he, he has always been, and he was a he was a young man who always pushed me to do the best that I could do. And sometimes we get into serious debates about different issues. And I also recall that he and I along with a couple of other guys, firefighters from throughout the country. We used to be up at 6 a.m. in the morning on a prayer call. we do it twice a week, early in the morning. And who would think that guys with firefighters would be getting up at that hour for the purpose of praying amongst men? And we did that. And Trusty was one of the leaders. He was actually born on July 12th. Uh, 1944, and his parents. And I later learned as well that his 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 lineage go back to Barbados, and when you think about it, you could see uh, the heart that he had and uh, a very strong strong in character uh, type individual, and he fought to ensure. In fact, I, I, if I remember correctly, he was the second firefighter that was hired. And uh, he did a lot to ensure that there would be justice, a lack of discrimination, and or bigotry that would go on in that fire department. And one thing I, I, I noticed as I attended his memorial, there was a lot of white firefighters there as well. Now, you can tell, again, about a person's life, how they affected the profession by who attends their service. And again, it was well attended by his white colleagues. Some of those guys knew of him currently working at the station that he worked at for many, many years. But uh, what a great guy. Trusty and his daughter and, and his wife, again, lived up in San Jose, where his wife, she has a PhD. She's an education uh, major, and she's done a lot of work and written several books. In fact, one thing that I'm aware of is that Trusty, he, in fact, he told me he was putting together, he was writing a book. I hope that his wife, Dr. Linda Vinyl, has enough to complete that book because I trust that this guy has a lot to say about the fire service 
as a profession. And I think it, it, it's just so befitting uh, that this book hopefully will be completed because I know that um, he cared so much about mankind, humankind, however you want to frame it. But this guy was a was a down-to-earth person. He give it to you straight, as they say, with no chaser. That's the kind of person that he was. But again, love by all. And again, it's a testament to him when you see the folks that actually attended his service. This is something that we put together for him, well, actually to his family. We, the Carl Holmes Executive Development Institute, board, staff, instructors, and alumni extend our heartfelt sympathy to the family of retired firefighter Dudley Trustee Bino. Please know that we're praying for Linda and Nikki and the entire Bino family. We hope that our prayers will lift you up and comfort you during this time of bereavement with peace and love. Trustee was a dear friend of our co one of our founders, Dr. Carl Holmes, out of Oklahoma City. They knew each other for many, many years. And unbeknownst to me, because I attended, Gene Campbell and I, we attended the second uh, class of EDI. And trustee, I found out, he did. He, he attended the first class, but did not come back. But yet he was one of the warriors who always ur urged others to go. To include, he did a lot to... Uh, encourage folks like me to, to pursue higher-level positions within the fire service. While he, again, retired as a firefighter after 25 years, but he was not so much into what he had to do, but pushing others. He and the late uh, Virgis Porter of Clark County Fire, they saw so many firefighters transitioning from this life that they suggested and felt we must gather annually. Together, they organized the Southwest Region's uh, International Association of Black, Fire, Black Professional Firefighters Reunion for the purpose of fellowshipping. And it became so successful that he and Chief Herschel Clady, they seemed like they were competing to who could put on the best function. And I said, and I continue to say that we're going to call it a draw. So... We must continue to do these reunions in their honor. So I'm going to urge, I'm going to do what I can to pursue and encourage people once again to continue doing these uh, reunions because it's important for us to to know about the work that they did. And, and it's also important for us to get together just to, as they say, break bread and continue to encourage and work together as a team. So once again... This is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More, and I want you to know that Trusty was a veteran. In fact, that's where he met his wife up in uh, uh, Fort Ord up in California, and uh, they were sweethearts and got together, and they were married for 58 years, so that's something to model for the rest of us to pursue. Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. On the other side, we're going to talk about Chief Herschel Clayton. The next gentleman that I said that I would talk about in some detail is Herschel Clayton. 
Chief Herschel Clady out of L.A. County Fire Department, retired in 2001. Herschel was an outstanding individual. In fact, I called him my superhero because Herschel was always in a position that he would encourage people to become the best that they could be. And he also, uh, when I was as a support services battalion chief, I didn't get this promotion. And I was moaning and groaning. I called Carl Holmes. I called Al Nero. I called Bob Demons. And my final call was to Herschel Clady. And he told me, stop sniveling, stop whining, get up and get back on your horse. In fact, be better prepared for the next opportunity. And after I got off the phone, I, of course, called him a sack of MFs because I was thinking, man, I want some sympathy. But I didn't know sympathy from those guys. And then Herschel also showed me his three-ring binder. It had pictures, certificates of completion, awards, et cetera, et cetera. And that gave me, and, and also Monroe Williams did the same thing. I'm like, wow. That's good stuff. So I modeled my presentation after him with my three-ring binder, and it really helped me to to get over the hump, if you will, with the next promotion. Again, a superhero, I call him. In fact, uh, I was one of his assistant regional directors, and during that period of time, I watched how cool and calm he would always be no matter how tough the situation got. He was on top of his game. And I can tell you that... Uh, also, another area that he was important to me was golf. He told me, you will learn to play this game or you will quit. You're going to get tired of giving people your money. So you'll, you'll focus. And he was right. And I'm still playing the game. And again, thanks to my superhero, Herschel Clady, fire, assistant fire chief out of L.A. County. Herschel's services was on the 21st of February. So, again, a lot of folks gathered to see him uh, as he, uh, just to show support to his wife, Dee, and his children, Chandra, Cassandra, and Herschel II. So, once again, we thank you for your time just to listen to, and he too was a veteran, and that's why I want to spend some special focus on both trustee and Herschel because of the work that he did, not only for the our country, but also for the fire service. So with that, this is Veterans Affairs Plus on 91.5 Jazz and More. I'm Dave Washington, your host. We'll talk next month.